Hey there, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in Him and who we are to Him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. Welcome back. We're on episode number 23, and we're in Song of Solomon chapter number 2 and verse number 11, and we're actually looking at 11 through verse number 13, and so we're going to just dive right into this. And what what makes this um, so amazing to me is this aspect of God being the pursuer and us being the pursuit. I mean, people look at the Song of Solomon and we say, well, I struggle with this, especially men. They say, I struggle with this because, man, you're telling me that God's the king and I'm the shepherd girl (laughs) and I don't really like being a shepherd girl. Well, you know what? It's it's how you look at it. (laughs) We understand this. When I look at, I look at God as the ultimate pursuer in this relationship for my heart and I am the pursuit. And when I look at it through that perspective and that lens, what it does is it gives me the ability to open my heart to God in a way that I'd maybe struggle with before. Because God is the pursuer. You know, in this relationship, he says, I pursued you. And so when I look at this beautiful picture created by the Song of Solomon, what I find in this is this relationship that's in front of me that says, God is the king. God has pulled you from where you were. You know, David said he pulled me from the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. God put me in the palace. And just like the girl in this text, she had no... There's nothing she could have done that earned her a spot in the palace. All she could do was respond. She could not choose to be valuable. She could simply choose how she responded to someone giving her value. And you and I, we, man, we can't earn God. We can't earn grace. We can't earn his favor. We can't earn his love. All we can do is just respond and say, man, I, I receive. I receive this gift. I receive your love. I don't understand it. And God never says to understand it. He said, just accept it. You don't have to understand it. Just accept it. So we are going to continue to roll through this. So we've seen them at dinner. We've seen them in the garden. We've seen them doing all these different things. And last episode, if you remember, he came to her bedchamber and he knocked on the door. Remember, that's the only room in the palace that the king didn't have the key to because that had to be willingly opened by the person on the inside. It was a tremendous vulnerability by the king because rejection is rejection, you know? And so for me to give the key to you and say, you open this door only if you want to open this door to me. You know, that was, that was a lot of power he just gave her because she was the only person in the kingdom that could tell him no to whatever it is he asked him. So he goes and he knocks on our door last episode, and I'm not going to go into it. If you want to hear the podcast, it's episode number 22. But you know, he knocks on the door, and, and she opens the door, and he says, I want you to come with me. And every time God knocks on our heart, remember, he knocks on our heart is an invitation for us to get to know him better. There's something about him that he wants us to know. And we talk about how God's heart, his knock sounds a lot different than what we think. You and I think a knock is, uh, you know, you know, the, the, we expect it to sound a certain way. We want God's knock to sound a certain way. And God says, my knock doesn't sound like what you want it to sometimes. Sometimes me knocking on your heart's door is the loss of a loved one. Or sometimes it's the loss of a position or job or something that you held in great value. And, and that's my knock. And when I knock on your heart, man, don't hide. Don't, don't back away from the door. Don't get scared. Don't, don't rush off. You understand, it's me. It's my invitation for you. Just open that door. I promise you there's something about 
the kingdom. There's something about my heart that you're going to learn about me. It's an aspect you never, ever could have learned if it hadn't have been for the knock that I gave you. So open the door and let me in. And, and Revelation says, man, you, you knocks on your heart's door. You open the door. He says, open the door. I'll sup with you, you with me, and fellowship one with another. There's something about that when he knocks on your heart's door. It's not Jesus knocking on the unsaved person's door. This is a letter written to the church. He said, I'm to my bride. I'm, I'm coming to your door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice, open the door. Just open up and say, Father, instead of asking God, why? Why did you let this happen? Start asking God, what? What did you want me to see about you in this circumstance? As harmful as and, and painful as it is, and I promise you it's a chance to see something of God that you will never, ever be able to shake out of your mind. It's something you'll be able to look back and maybe tell someone even else to be a source of strength to someone else and say, look, God, you can trust him. I'm telling you this right now because God knocked on my heart's door, and I looked back and I opened the door and I left what was familiar to me and what was comfortable for me, and I stepped out into the unknown, and when I did, man, he introduced me to who he was and how he loved me. That whole Song of Solomon study we're doing right now is just a result of of stepping forward saying, man, I'm really comfortable here. I'm comfortable in my ignorance. I'm comfortable in in this understanding of you as this divine employer and to step into where I'm suddenly nothing. That was big, but man, it was awesome. And so this passage means something really, really spectacular to me. Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse number 11 and 13. And the title of this podcast is It's Only a Season. So here we go. We're to jump right into the text. It says, For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. So you got to look at that part of this. The winter is past, the rain is over and gone. And after this, now the flowers appear on the earth. The time of the singing of birds has come. The voice of the turtle is heard in our land. Now, I'm, I'm an 80s and 90s kid, so forgive me. But every time I read this passage, when it says the voice of the turtle, first thing comes to my mind is Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Calabunga, dude, I want some pizza, man. <laughs> so I get the voice of the turtle. Turtles have voices? Yes. They don't sound like California surfers, though. So he says the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. Calabunga. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs, and the vines, the tender grapes, give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. God's voice always is an invitation for us to go somewhere with him, to a level, to a place, to an understanding with him. And so he says, man, come with me. I want to show you something. And it was awesome to me that he wanted to take his bride to a place within the kingdom that can be seen for everything that it was during a certain season. Let me just explain that. You know, Solomon grew up in the kingdom. Of course, his dad was King David. And so Solomon uh, learned the kingdom very, very intimately to himself. He was going to be the next king. So every prince would learn that kingdom, everything, just in case they were the guy that was chosen to lead it. They weren't blindsided. They knew everything about the kingdom. And so Solomon had walked through the kingdom. He had seen the different sites. He was very familiar with everything about this kingdom. Now, the girl wasn't. She didn't grow up in the palace. She didn't grow up in the kingdom. She grew up in a, in a mud hut. She grew up in a shepherd's cave, you know, far away from there. And, and Solomon had seen something in there and it spoke to his heart when he was younger. And have you ever, uh, maybe as a child or as a teenager, you know, if you're if you're growing up and, and maybe as a teenager or child, you looked at someplace, you said, someday when I get married or someday when I find that person that captures my heart, I'm going to take them here. I'm going to show them this. It's Maybe it's a movie that you saw that you really liked or, or it's a song that you heard. You're like, man, I can't wait to find that someone I can share the song with. Or or maybe it's a site, a small town. You want to go back to this town or, or this place where you had a memory growing up. You wanted to show that person because it was very important to you and you wanted them to experience this too. Have you ever felt that way? Or maybe maybe you, you like taking pictures. You like taking selfies. And why do you take... I, I'm Man, I'm all for it. Take a selfie. You want to take a selfie? 
take a selfie. I do it all the time. I take selfies. We're with our families. I'll take pictures and stuff. Why? Because I want the world to know where I am and what I'm doing. I want them to know I'm living life. And man, I'm enjoying it. Is everything picture perfect? No. But I want you to see, man, if I rode that roller coaster, click, click, I was on that roller coaster. If I rode a bull, click, click, man, I was on that bull. <laughs> you know, I want you to see my life. I want you to see the things that I'm experiencing because I love experiencing them. Man, if I'm with someone that I love, man, I would take a picture with him. Hey, let's get a selfie here because I want the world to know, hey, I'm with this person. Good, bad, and sometimes ugly. <laughs> I'm with this person, man, and we're together. And I want the world to see that. And so there was a certain part of the kingdom that he wanted her to see. And so he says, come with me. And she's maybe hesitant to leave that comfort of the, the, the chamber, bridal chamber. says, come, come with me. And he takes her hand. And can you imagine as he leads her to the kingdom? Maybe she asks, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? He's like, shh, don't. Just come on. Just come on. And he's taking her by the hand. He leads her down this path. And he takes her to the spot within the kingdom that could be seen for everything that it was only during a certain season. Now Solomon had places in his kingdom that were special to his heart and he knew the season and when it was perfect to display the beauty that those places held. You know, you walk through it and maybe when she came into the palace and came into the kingdom, it wasn't the right season yet. And as she passed, it looked drab, it looked cold, it didn't look as stunning. And Solomon is taking her by night Right before dawn, he's leading her to these places because he wanted to surprise her. You know, just in case he got there, she's like, well, I've already been down this place before. <laughs> we already stopped at that rest area. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, 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 come here, follow me. And he's taking her by the hand to this special spot. And he said, man, there's, there's something here because ever since I was a kid, I saw it. And when I saw it, I knew when I found someone that captured my heart, I wanted to share it with them. And I wanted them to see what I see. Man, there's a, there's a certain time when the vines are going to be just right. The green, the grapes are going to be here and the figs are going to be green and you're going to see the birds and the turtles and it's going to be amazing. You're going to see this garden explode with color. Like it is going to explode. There's going to be um, different animals. There's going to be stuff moving all around. You're going to see stuff that's going to just dazzle you. The way it's displayed, the natural landscape, the waterfall, you're going to see all this stuff and it's just going to take your breath away. And it only happens during a certain season and the season is now. Now, let me just jump right to the message. When I, when I look at the pursuer and the pursued, God, what do you want me to see about you, man? There are places within the kingdom that God can only take you when the season is just right. There are places within the kingdom that God can only take you spiritually when the season is just right. You understand that when if you're in a season right now of your life, maybe your job, your marriage, your finances, you're in a relationship, you're in a season where things seem cold, they seem drab, they seem dead, understand that it's just a season and don't you dare give up now. Man, don't you dare walk out now. Don't you dare walk away from things now because the season is not there yet when it explodes with color. The season of fruitfulness is not there yet. It's a dream that's been placed in your heart, the desire that God puts in your heart. And you say, it's not where I want it to be. It's not what I thought it would be right now. And if you walk away now, what you're going to miss is you're going to see, you're going to miss the sound that that season makes when it springs into existence. You're going to miss the color that is displayed only during that season when it springs into existence. You're going to miss the people and the sights and, and all of the stuff that comes along with that season, all the stuff in your heart. When you imagined that coming into, into fruition, when God first put that dream into your heart, maybe you put a dream into your heart of having something, having someone in your life, and you say, man, it's 
it's just not happening. I'm going to go make it happen or go find a place and settle for another place that maybe looks good, but it's not the right place. It's not, you know, in your heart of hearts, it's not right because you're having to work for that too hard. And God says, I didn't, man, if I gave that guy to you, you shouldn't have to hunt him down. And if I gave that girl to you, you shouldn't have to hunt her down, man. I will bring her to you. And trust me, I have her in the wings. Man, that job, that career, man, you are, you are, you are de- defiling all kinds of Christian ethics to get that position. And you, you're, you're fighting for something that you should. Man, you're trying to make a season, manufacture it into place. And you don't need to do it because it's not sprung forth yet, but it's going to. There are places in the kingdom that God can only take you to when that season is just right. Well, how do I know it's just right? Let me tell you, if you are in a place where things are cold, do this. Start tuning in his voice more than you ever have. Man, shut your social media down. Man, get off of that stuff. Get off Netflix. Get off your phone. Get off all of that stuff that's other noises and say, God, I need to hear your voice right now because I'm getting discouraged. I go through this part of the kingdom and you told me that the kingdom was, was, I has not seen or ears heard or prepared what you prepared for me. And I'm going through it. It's just not what I'm, it's not matching up with what I was vision in my heart. And God says, man, shut this stuff. Tune in my voice and hold my hand tight and let me lead you to it because we're almost around the bend and the season is on its way and all of the things that come with the season that I made for you are on their way. So God extends invitation to us to experience those sights and he only extends the invitation when the season's right. God is not interested in dragging you and saying, look at this, and you're standing there, frost covering the water. The trees and the stuff is all brown and the plants are all curled up. He's not interested in saying, ta-da. He says, I made a season for you to see. I want you to experience this with me. Would you just come with me and follow my footsteps as I take you up the long path here? Maybe I take you around a path, maybe a different path you didn't expect, and I'm leading you around out of the way, and you're thinking, where am I going? And God says, I'm, I'm bringing you to the season, this place when the season's just right. I'm knocking your heart's door. Don't run from it. Man, open the door. Walk with me. Because everything in your past seasons have prepared you for the present season. Man, if you could just get that, if we could just get that, just take that principle, understand God's purpose, not his fairness, dictate the circumstances of our life and everything in our past seasons have prepared us, have prepared you. Everything that's taken place in your life, in your past has perfectly prepared you for the present season that God has orchestrated and ordained and divinely set up for you to have. Man, had it been any different in the past, you would not have the things that you that God has for you, not be the person that God made. I mean, I look at my own life and I'm, I'm seeing all the events that God has put in my past, uh, woundings, abuse, hurt, and I'm looking at this stuff going, man, it wasn't fair. That's not fair. That shouldn't have to happen. And God says, it wasn't about fairness. It was about purpose for you. And I've been preparing you all along for something that you're going to experience. And when you experience, you look back and see that you were prepared a long time ago. Man, I had that in your heart a long time ago. Had those people been any different to you? Had they been who you wanted them to be, you would not be the guy you are now. You would not be the woman that you are now. If, if, if the people in my life had been the people I wanted them to be, I would not be the same guy. I would not be Daniel 
that I am right now. I would not have the heart and the spirit and the uh, tenacity. I would not have those things that created within me to prepare me. Man, we want to just hide and, and, and get mad and get bitter and we want to blame. And, and man, I'm not this because this person was this and that person was that. Man, stop all that noise. Stop it, man. Blame them right. Blame those people right. Blame them for the wrong they did. But blame them for helping you to become the person that you are now. You have things in life that we would not have gotten in the past uh, had those people been any nicer, had you been treated any better. You would not have the, the desire in, the, in, the, in, in your heart that you have now. You not have that craving for righteousness and justice that you have. Man, you've been wounded. You would not have the love that you have now. You would not have the compassion that you have now. Man, those things prepared you. Everything in your past season has prepared you for your present season. Does that mean the past season was brilliant and wonderful and exciting and, and, and glad we're glad to have it? No, at the time you may have choked through it, you may have crawled through it, you may have barely died in that season, but understand it was necessary because it prepared you for the present season. Because if you've seen enough cold, man, when you see a flower, it stands out to you and say, that is beautiful. When your heart has been wounded, you see true love and it stands out to you and say, this is something worth holding on to. When you see the when you see people being wounded by the words of others, it may remind you, hey, there's my words have power and they might be very, very careful with them. And so everything in your past season has prepared you for the present season that God has. So let me just say, trust him with your present. I saw a quote that one time says, the man yesterday, I'm thankful, thank you to the man yesterday for introducing me to the man I am today who is preparing me for the man I'll be tomorrow. Everything in your past prepared you for your present. Paul said, I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What was he saying? It's all in the tenses. If you read it, I know whom I have believed, past tense, and am persuaded, present tense, that he is able, future tense. Based upon everything that God's done in the past with my life and all of the things that he's allowed me to go through, I'm fully persuaded right now that anything that I'm going to go through in the future, God has fully prepared me for. He's fully prepared that for me. Paul was saying, I have everything that I need going forward. Man, it's all right there. It is all right there. Trust him with your present and let him bring your future to you. Trust God with your present and let him bring your future to you. Let me ask you a question. What things about your current season do you see your past seasons have prepared you for? What are the things right now that you're going through that you look back and see how things in your past have prepared you to handle these? Because I promise you they're there. When you start looking for God's purpose instead of God's fairness, you stop asking why and start asking what do you want me to see about you right now? May I look back on those things in my life, the times that were the most painful. And honestly, y'all, I, I look at those things. Y'all's a Southern term. <laughs> you all. When I look at those things in my life, I look back and I see purpose, 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 purpose. I don't see pain. I don't see suffering. Man, I, I see forgiveness and I see joy and I see love. And I, man, purpose. There was purpose in that. There was purpose in that. There was purpose in that. And maybe I'll, I'll never want to go through that again, but there was purpose in that. And when I look at the, my past with the eyes and the lens of God's purpose, my heart and God's heart are in tune the same way. And when that girl rounded the bend and she saw that explosion of color and the scent and the fragrance lifting up out of those plants that were there and the sounds and the waterfall, and she saw all of that in 
bloom as the daylight kind of crested over the, the cliffside and she just exploded with light. When she saw it, her heart jumped and Solomon was looking at her. Man, he saw her taking it, all that. He said, I remember and I'm able to experience this again, what I felt like the first time that I saw that. And man, you are here. I've been waiting to show you this. I've been waiting for the right moment to bring you here to show you for such a time as this. This is what I prepared you for. This is what I wanted you to see. Most of all, this is my heartbeat on display for you. And when she saw it and he saw it, she, she looked at it. She saw the same thing and she felt the same way he did. Her heartbeat was in line with the with the heartbeat of her king. And she said, I'll never, I'll never be able to walk past this part of the kingdom again without remembering this moment with you, without remembering this time that the pursuer and the pursued shared that moment together. And man, when you look at your life through the eyes of purpose, God's purpose, your heartbeat and the king's heartbeat on the same beat, the same beat with the king. Awesome, awesome picture. I love this chapter. I love this chapter. It's difficult. It can be difficult to accept. It can be difficult to wrap our minds around it. But I promise you, when you do, you're going to see some stuff explode in front of you in a color and in a fragrance that you've never seen before with your life. God's purpose, not his fairness, dictate the circumstances of our life. Uh, next, uh, on the next podcast is episode number 24. We're talking about God's safe house. And before we close out here, I just want to remind you, we're going through this book and you know on, on Facebook it's called The Man in the Wall that's the, the Facebook page uh, for me and and the, one of the viewers one of the listeners here um, sent me an email and said hey um, I, I've been listening to this and I love it and where do I get this book how do I get the book you can get this book Solomon's Song it's a 90 day devotional you can get this at danielstombaugh.com um, and you can find it there Solomon's Song and I encourage you to get it if you have, have not read this book yet get the book man let's go through it together you and I are going to go through this thing together and as we go through these different days here you can catch up you can go back to the past we got the past podcasts on they're on itunes just type in lakeside with daniel and you can look up all the past ones that we've had here and you can catch up if you're just joining us and if you've been here with me since day one thank you so much for being with me i love you and i'm glad glad to be on here and glad to share this message with you hope you have a fantastic day today man give away your smile give away your smile you're giving away your source and that's god and the world is hungry for your source god bless you have a fantastic day today we'll see you next time